This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. I am fed to say I've recovered quite nicely in the last 24 hours. So I'm feeling that little bit more perky today, which is good. Um, really looking forward to talking Arsenal with you guys as always. Thank you for the support on yesterday's show. Of course, we launched our new ad campaign yesterday, which I was, I'll be very honest, a little bit nervous about because I know how people can feel about that sort of thing. And to see the people just really just showing support for the channel and recognising that, you know, we're growing and we're going places and I want to make this as great as I feasibly can and stuff like that is going to really help. So thank you, Jen genuinely for all the kind words of support um that you showed yesterday means a hell of a lot good morning to everybody in the chat box uh anthony and olu and matt g and kaiser and steven good morning to skynet uh good morning to nsw and manu and pj and jose and marcus good morning to mr arsenal to alpha and louis uh i hope you've had a great week so far i hope you're looking forward to the game guys on thursday morning to everybody else of course joining us in the chat box as well. Make sure you check out our latest uh, prize over at Football Prizes. You can win a signed Sol Campbell and Colo Torre uh, montage, photo montage sort of thing. Uh, it's a really nice uh, kind of framed uh, thing that you can get hold of. And there's also the opportunity to get two instant win prizes just by entering. You could win a signed William Saliba photo montage. You could also win a signed Tony Adams Arsenal shirt signed and framed as well. Uh, all of the them come with the certificates of authenticity um so you have no issues in that regard link down below lovely stuff uh let's go to make sure to let you know the arsenal versus preview arsenal versus preview arsenal versus psv preview it's still available for you guys to watch if you haven't yet watched that and tuned in. Really good conversation with Mike and Chris and Garrett the other day talking all things PSV. So make sure you go and check that out. We recorded that yesterday evening. Uh, so if you haven't already seen it, go and watch it. It's the last upload before this one on the channel. Now, Arsenal's under-21s won 3-1 in the Papa John's Trophy, or the EFL Trophy, as it's called, against uh, Northampton, a senior side. Really good experience for the team. 
Uh, Ethan Nwanyeri came off the bench, who's typically playing in the under-18s, of course, after making his Premier League debut for Mikel Arteta. He was on the bench and came off. Um, but there was goals from the likes of Mario Koja Dubri uh, and Co, which was fantastic to see kind of him get on the score sheet. He was involved in Arsenal's Europa League campaign, was on the bench for the trip to Zurich. So we hopefully will see plenty more of these young guys. I, I should again push that uh, our good friend of the show, Bailey Keogh, of course, he does the shows with me at the Arsenal Way, is doing a lot of coverage of the under-21s for Football London. So make sure if you want to know more about the youth players, he's got a big piece online, Osoza, the left-back who played really well uh going up all today i think so make sure you're across that as well angola kante is set to miss both the arsenal game in november and the world cup as well because he suffered a significant injury that is said to keep him out for a significant period of time i remember when we were having discussions around whether or not we should sign angola kante when his contract runs out i think we can all probably say that the injury issues are just far too risky for arsenal to ever consider really going in for Angola Kante at this stage. Um, really frustrating uh, for him. But for Arsenal, obviously, I suppose without him, Chelsea are slightly weaker when we do come to play them in November. But it's a shame for a player that is very much well-liked amongst the footballing community. Uh, four Gunners start their coaching courses. El Nenny holding Cedric and Granite Xhaka all took part in their first coaching courses uh, as they look to plan for life beyond playing. Of course, El Nenny, Cedric and Xhaka are three of the most experienced guys in the squad. Holding still very much in his uh, mid to late 20s now. But uh, especially El Nini, Cedric and, and, and Xhaka will be looking at what they are going to do beyond their playing career. And it's great to see these kind of um, motives put in place by the Arsenal coaching staff, give the opportunities to teach the players uh, an opportunity to get that career going beyond. Because it's something I don't think is focused on enough in the footballing kind of world is what is there for players. Less so, I think, players playing at the top elite level because the money involved in football pretty much, I mean, secures them for life without too much of a doubt. But certainly players further down the footballing pyramid that don't have their future secured when their playing career ends, ensuring that players have the opportunity to go into the media, uh, coaching, stuff like that is really important. So it's, I think it's really good to see Arsenal putting in the hard work with their players to improve their prospects after they retire. Uh, two clubs are said to be interested in Edu, according to Fabrizio Romano. We previously brought you this story courtesy of The Athletic a couple of weeks ago, maybe even less than uh, a week ago. We don't know who the two clubs are, but Fabrizio Romano came, claims that there is a growing significant interest in Edu, but Arsenal continue to maintain that he is untouchable and that he will remain with the club and that he is very indeed committed to continuing on with this project with Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. We have very much received significant benefit from having Edu and Arteta working alongside one another, putting into place the strategies that have seen Arsenal build a squad, um, certainly to put themselves into a position where they are now, not only top of the league, but securely, you'd hope, getting Champions League football for next season, besides some major slip between now and the end of the season. So really strong things from Edu. I think it's a good thing to see him in interest of other clubs. It tells you that he's doing a good job, but that is always going to be a threat that could snap him away from one of our sides. Bakaya Saka is apparently set to be offered a contract by Chelsea that will beat any offer that Arsenal are set to offer for the player. Todd Bowley, the new Chelsea owner, is very keen on trying to steal away Bakaya Saka from their London rivals and make him kind of one of the star players and 
I suppose, headliners of the new Chelsea era. Now, before you start losing your minds, it is said to me that Saka still very much sees his future at Arsenal. No interest in joining Chelsea at this stage. You'll be very pleased to know. And that Arsenal are said to be confident of renewing not only Bukayo Saka's deal, but also William Saliba and Gabriel Martinelli as well. So really good news on the contract front that hopefully we can have some tangible evidence that all three will be extending their stays with the club. What a statement that would be if Arsenal can secure renewals for not only Saka, but for Gabriel Martinelli and Saliba for the long term as well. Arsenal know that the least of those priorities is Martinelli because they have the most control over his contract. He has a two-year option that could see his contract go through all the way to 2025-6. Saliba has an option that could see his contract extend all the way through to 2025 potentially as well. And Saka's contract, as we know, runs out after the end of next season. We need to make sure that we're in a position to renew all of them, and we are. But the fact that the club are confident and the fact that the message from the club has continued to be that they are confident that all three players will renew is really encouraging. I mean, imagine if Arsenal were able to kind of secure the futures of all of these players. That's huge for Arsenal. Absolutely massive for the club uh, and would send quite a statement to the rest of the league that Arsenal's best players are here to stay and we're only looking to strengthen, reinforce and improve. Anyway, uh, looking forward to going through your questions in part two. So get those ready. Start chucking them into the chat box and we'll be tackling them straight after this. Hey guys, and as the support for the channel grows, so does the opportunities that come forward to support it. And I'm very happy to share that our new partnership with NordVPN is one that I feel is going to be very beneficial to you as well as it is to the channel. I used NordVPN actually whilst I was away with my other half on our honeymoon. And you, whilst back at home, are enjoying the honeymoon series. Now, I thought I'd timed that holiday perfectly to avoid any missed opportunities to watch Arsenal. That didn't happen because unfortunately Arsenal played Brentford. Now, my usual broadcasting app didn't work whilst I was out and so what did I do? I used NordVPN, changed my geolocation, hit over to the UK. Despite sitting and sipping a nice cocktail, I was able to enjoy the Arsenal game without any worries of security. And you can do that too with NordVPN who have very kindly sponsored the channel for the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited to share this deal with you because you can now surf the net and know that you're secure and safe with what you're doing. You can get all the latest details and information in the description, but you can grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash guna to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four months free. It's completely risk-free too, because if you don't like it, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Who can say any fairer than that? Thank you for listening and make sure you get involved with our latest sponsor. Okay, let's go through questions and part two. Uh, I just sent a comment from Colin saying, damn, just joined. Have I missed everything? You've missed the news, but don't worry because you haven't missed part two and questions. So let's jump through into the chat box and see what you guys have got. Yes, Carl, I know that's not a cocktail. Uh, when I do the next video for the next one, I'll make sure that it's a legitimate picture of whatever I'm describing. But I wasn't going to re-record something just because I'd send the wrong drink in my hand. Uh, V-Dub, uh, just want to say a thanks from us to you. Now that said, uh, thanks, mate. Do you see extra funds from being injected 
into the January window? Or are we close to any FFP situations? Arsenal need to be wary of FFP. I know that it's a little bit of a joke and a little bit of, you know, who cares about FFP these days after what's happened with all the other clubs in the table. I know it sounds a little bit ridiculous. Um, but Arsenal still need to be wary of their spending in comparison to what their sales and revenue streams are. Knowing that they hopefully will get into the Champions League um, should hopefully leave them a little bit more confident that they're able to do more business in a in a more positive way. Knowing they've got that kind of, you know, what's the word, safety net of that money coming in next season. But there is hope that Arsenal will indeed be able to spend in January and there's confidence that Arsenal will be looking out to try and strengthen the team as well. So really good news in the January front. Just can't wait to look to see what we might do in that winter window. Uh, Matt says, out of Xhaka, Elneny and Holdinho, who do you think would make the best coach? I think that Xhaka would make a very good coach. I think that, yes, you might think that he's a little bit... Uh, feisty is probably the politest way to put it. Um, but I think that he could go on to be a very good coach. I think Cedric as well, who was there, is very keen on coaching. Um, he's said to be always discussing things with the coach and talking to Arteta and learning things about the game. So who knows? Uh, there's lots of Portuguese coaches across Europe. Could have a future at Wolves. Who knows? That's typically the way things go if you're Portuguese and the manager these days. Um, let's go to Olu who says, Hey Tom, how good is Man City? They have played three matches against the current top eight, lost one, drew one, and won one. Yeah, uh, look, they're very, very good. What can I say? Um, I, I but well, hold on, let me read that question again. How good is Man City? They have played three matches against the current top eight, lost one, drew one, won one. Oh. Okay, I completely misunderstood the question. I'm not going to lie when I first read it through. But what you're saying is, is they haven't been tested yet. And the play, the teams that they have played, like Liverpool, they've lost two. They've drawn to Newcastle. And they've beaten, I'm not sure off the top of my head, potentially Man United. Um, yeah, so very, very interesting statistic. I know that this is going to come through and always say that, oh, well, what, they haven't been tested yet. But the league table does lie a little bit especially across the whole thing about 10 games into the season it's difficult to know how good they really are until I suppose they've played say half of the teams we'll have to wait and see where things stand come Christmas and probably slightly after that considering the World Cup's stunting the Premier League somewhat at this stage we've only got what 14 games that are going to be played before the World Cup starts 16 before the new year We've got three more games to play before we then get to the halfway point of the table into January. So we only start, we're only kind of entering halfway point come the end of January, start of February this season rather than at New Year. So it's going to be intriguing how Man City fare against some of those trickier teams, maybe. But the big test they've had so far, they've failed. When they play some tougher sides, maybe it'll all fall apart for them. I assume they've got to play some pretty big sides come January then. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, let's go to Connor. He says, hey, Tom, uh, I am new to the community, but happy to be here. Why does the fan base feel like they need to get a target, uh, to target a player all the time, like Gabriel? It baffles me. Well, first of all, Connor, welcome. Welcome to the TGT family. Glad that you've joined us. Second of all, I don't know why uh, the Arsenal fan base really find the need to have a target onto someone. I've talked about this Gabriel situation quite a lot on the channel. We've written about this as well. I've talked about it on other channels and been criticised for kind of not just defending Gabriel, but criticising the Arsenal fan base in a way for having kind of this scapegoat mentality. It was Xhaka. It now seems to be Gabriel. 
it needs to stop. Like, yes, he makes mistakes, but we need to be appreciative of the wider like perspective of his game, which is very, very good. I don't think there needs to be too much of a problem with Gabriel. I'm very encouraged by what I've seen so far. I think he can go on to be one of our better centre-backs of this generation of players and hopefully for the long term as well. If you think about it, the errors in his game are very obvious, which hopefully means that we can make them obviously disappear. Sometimes it's the more subtle aspects of a player's game that are the trickier parts for them to kind of curb and improve and eradicate. When they're more obvious, like rashness, like uh, rushes of blood to the head of anger, they're the actual easier things to remove from a player's game. So whilst we're like, nah, get rid of him, he's got these mistakes. No, chill. Focus on the things that he does that are really, really good, which are really hard to coach and find in potential replacements and focus on the areas that he needs to improve and that, if he can remove them, will make him a very, very good player indeed. Uh, ben says, hey, Tom, feels like the PSV game is not only an audition for Gakpo, but for Gakpo to see what Arsenal are all about. So an audition for both, if you like. We talked a little bit about Gakpo in the preview show last night. In short, there is a feeling that why would he want to come to Arsenal if Gabriel Martinelli is very much the left-sided player at the club? Is he going to be able to be guaranteed regular football at Arsenal? It's difficult. And with the player producing the football and the goals and the assist that he is, I can't see him wanting to go to a club where he's not going to be guaranteed more regular football. You can see him maybe moving to a Manchester United because Jadon Sancho has just not worked out there and he could potentially lock down that left-sided spot on the opposite flank to Anthony. We'd have to wait and see. Maybe there's even a striker position for him at Manchester United. Um, I, I think that he needs something that can kind of guarantee him more football and regular football. But him playing at the Emirates is something I'm excited to go and watch when I go down to the ground on Thursday. Uh, always Jim says, I've got amateur Photoshop skills. I can put a cocktail there and dub the audio to call it a mocktail. <laughs> Lovely stuff. For the record, again, I know we talked about this yesterday. I was drinking on my honeymoon. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I've given up after the honeymoon. That was the cutoff point. We're all clear now. We're all good. I, I, some people are leaving questions like, it's okay, Tom. The first step is admitting you've got a problem. I don't have a problem. I just want to try to give up drinking. That's all that it was. It's funny, that, isn't it? You say that you're trying to give something up and all of a sudden people are going, hmm, maybe he's got an issue. <laughs> don't have an issue. Just trying to give it up. It's not even trying. I don't have to try. I'm just giving it up. I suppose the word trying makes it even more obvious. There you go. Um Spag says, uh, you did a good job with the ad. It didn't come across as overly salesy, which is a good thing. Thanks, mate. This is kind of a new territory for me, having adverts in the thing and people sponsoring the podcast. So I'm hoping that it's coming across and without it being kind of this tagged on thing. I want It, it still feels a bit tagged on to me. I'm going to be better. I'm not going to be as good as Elliot from the Arsenal Vision podcast. That's like world-class tier. That is the Saliba tier of salesmanship. I'm not there. I'm going to have to take time. But, you know, it went all right. Uh, Balaj says, how annoying is this weird media take on every Arsenal win? Even ex-players make comments that we will fail over Christmas. I'm assuming you're talking about Jermaine Pennant's comments yesterday. Um, and then Jason Cundy talking about Arsenal being an annoying fly. Uh, I'm sorry that Arsenal annoy you so much. I kind of like the fact that they annoy you so much, to be honest, because I want Arsenal to be doing well. If people are writing us off, that's fine. Write us off. I'd rather people wrote us off. I think that decreases the pressure on us. If everyone was saying, no, Arsenal have to go on and win the title. Now, look at the start they've had. They have to go on and achieve this rather than, I think they're going to crumble. I think they're going to fall apart. It's a little bit of a false dawn. It takes the pressure off us, to be honest. So I don't mind people talking about Arsenal in these terms. 
you want to write us off, that's fine. Do that. You know, I think it helps us keep talking about us. Keep us living rent-free in your minds. We're very happy with that indeed. Uh, Aaron Knoll says, what LBC or left centre-back, maybe, potentially, are we looking at in the winter? I actually think Gabriel is doing well this season. Maybe he needs true competition. Now, whilst I've been very complimentary and I want Gabriel to continue, I do think, Aaron, you raise a good point. We do need to make sure that we've got a good enough left-sided centre-back to compete with him. Is Tommy Asu that player? I'm not sure. I like Tommy Asu because he's so versatile and can cover across multiple positions. I think with Pablo Marie being moved on and us not signing a centre-back this summer, we do need to go in and find someone. We are being linked with a number of players. We were linked to Robert Renan at Corinthians, 19-year-old left-footed centre-back, Brazilian, interesting player. Wrote about him. You can find that profile on Football London. Uh, And another one, Piero Hincapi, who plays for Bayer Leverkusen, Ecuadorian left-sided centre-back, I think also uh, in his teens, still 19 as well, has done very well since moving to Germany. Worth keeping an eye on. We've been linked to him as well. So I think there is clearly a kind of, uh, what's the word, incentive uh, and an indication that Arsenal are looking at those types of players. I think it's something that we will potentially look at in the summer. Uh, Zach says, hey, Tom, I'm one of the few that want to wait till the summer to get a world-class number six. Considering Elneny will be the backup in January, would, or rather will be back in January, would you consider recalling Ainsley instead of spending? No, I'm not a fan of the recall side of things. Ainsley, if he goes there, he's got an option in his Southampton contract. I need him to start playing. I need him to start improving because he needs to be able to be good enough for them to be tempted to activate that option. Otherwise, he's just going to be here for another year. He has an option in his contract that we can extend for another year, and I think we have. So he will return in 2023 with one year left on his deal. We need to move him on. I don't need to see him back at Arsenal. That time and that story has come to an end. I think Arsenal will go out and sign the Elneny potential replacement for when Elneny's contract runs out in the summer. Yes, we have an option of another year of Elneny. We don't have to activate it. I think if we can find a player that can replace Elneny, that's really good. And it doesn't actually stop us from signing a top-class player in the summer. Uh, Dan says, Tom, I know we have a squad depth issue, but if we're honest, we've suffered a lot of decent amount of injuries so far, and it hasn't yet hurt us. I know we need more, but it's nice to see. I personally, and we talked about this yesterday on the preview show, think that the squad depth is pretty good. You know, if you look at Elneny, Smith-Rowe and Zinchenko all being out, that's three players that add a lot of depth and even starting quality to this team. Like with with them in the squad, you go, well, you've got a back line with Ramsdale and Turner. You've got a right-back option of White, Tomiyasu, and Cedric. At centre-back, you've got Saliba, Gabriel, Holding, Tomiyasu can also play there. You know, you've got Zinchenko, Tierney, and Tomiyasu who can play left-back. You would then have Partey, Elneny, and Lakonga. You'd have Xhaka in there as well. And then we've got Erdegaard and Vieira and Smith-Rowe. And then you look at the forward line. You've got Jesus, Nketiah, Saka, Martinelli. Smith-Rowe can play in a wide position too. You've got Marquinhos and Nelson still here as well. We have depth. It's the strength. It's the quality of some of that depth that's in question. And when we've lost players like Elneny, Smith-Rowe and Zinchenko for an extended period, I think that has a significant impact, obviously, on how much depth we then have. So it's not a question of we need to sign players because we don't have enough depth. It's not necessarily that. It's the we need to sign a player that's of a level that's going to compete with Thomas Partey. We need to sign a player of a level that's going to give us more competition in the forward line. But actually, the injuries to Elneny, Smith-Rowe and Zinchenko are a serious problem that we didn't necessarily expect to happen at this stage in the season for this amount of time. 
So I think that's probably where my head's at regarding the squad right now. Uh, Temirine, uh, sorry, I'm going to try that again. Temirine, Temirine, Temirine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Temirine, maybe it's that. I'm going with that. Tom, do you think Arteta isn't giving Eddie enough? I really, uh, I really like him. I really like him as a finisher, and I think the B team Europa players aren't helping his case. Uh, I think he and Erdegaard could combine well. Uh, I think that he could be brought on earlier. I think that Jesus could be managed better. I think there are games like the Leeds game, for instance, where we could have brought on Eddie sooner because I thought that Jesus was struggling. So I think you raise a fair point. Um, but also there is part of me that thinks, is Eddie ever going to reach the level of a Jesus? I don't think so. But I think you raise a fair point in the sense that, yeah, he could be brought on sooner. So we'd have to wait and see. Uh, Manu says, Moller scored a vital goal and a great taken goal last night for Den Bosch, where he's on loan. Uh, he might get the nod for the next game because he's been doing great from the bench. Why don't low moves for the likes of Rekic work out? He's going to miss the World Cup. Of course, he could get called up for Tunisia. I don't really know what's going on with Omar Rekic. I have written about this. I did do some digging. We do have a recall clause in his contract. Um, so we could recall him in, in January if we wanted to. I don't really know what's going on with him. It's a real shame of why it's not worked out because he went to Sparta Rotterdam in the sense that he was going to play. For Moller, I see Moller as a player that doesn't necessarily have a future at Arsenal. will probably leave in the summer for a small fee. Uh, when you've got players like Balogun and Nketiah and now Mika Bireth as well, Moller, I just don't think has a future, unfortunately, at Arsenal, but I hope that he has a successful career. It's just one of those. Not everyone's going to work out. It's as simple as that. Um... Haroon says, Tom, could you do a setup tour like what mic do you use? I can't do a tour, but I can point to, to what I use. I have a Lenovo laptop. I have a, a Logitech camera, uh, a ring light, uh, a Rhoda podcaster microphone, and a big wall in front that you can't see, which is all soundproofing. I hope that helps. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Carl says, Tom, are you and the boys uh, pubbing it before the match? Uh, I don't know. I think I've got to be at the uh, game about half four because the game's at six is a really difficult time so it's going to be tricky to to get down but I'm sure people will be going to the pub I know that Pablo does like a, a go to the pub before the game I met up with him last time before the uh, uh, the Buda Glimp game uh, so potentially people are but I don't think I'm going to be at this one because the game is uh, earlier so I'm going to have to be in the press box and the press lounge earlier unfortunately but uh, hopefully everyone can meet up for a drink again at some point a soft one should add a soft drink. <laughs> uh, Lynn says, Tom, once again, when we have podcasts who make a living on the back of our errors and now they can't do this, so they have to find a scapegoat. I mean, I can't speak for other podcasts personally. I can criticize things that people say, um, but I, I can't speak for, for them or what they choose to do. We do what we do here. I hope that we try and stay as grounded and as uh, objective uh, and as genuine as we can. But uh, I suppose with the Gabriel scapegoat thing, it's a shame because he's a good player. Um, but uh, if some people can't appreciate that, that's on them. I'm not too fussed. Uh, Gabenga says, Hi, Tom. Uh, don't think Nketi has been disrespected by Arsenal fans slash YouTubers, considering the only time he played consistently, he scored five in eight league games and benched Lacazette. I do think there is an element of him being underrated. His record of goals in starts is very, very good. And when he's given the opportunity to start games, he typically does well. I have got him in my team to start against PSV with Jesus. I would quite like to see both of them start this game with Gabriel on the left, Jesus on the right and Ketter in the middle. So I want to give him an opportunity to play in a stronger Arsenal team just to kind of see what happens. Because when it happened at the end of last season, it was much, much better. 
So yeah, I think there's definitely, uh, I think it's definitely, definitely improved. Matt G, yeah, <laughs> dearie me, oh dear, this is hilarious. I mean, you guys are very quick. You're very quick. You're very witty. I respect it. I've trained you all far too well. That's what I've done. The, the wit has been transferred. It's all, it's clearly all coming from me. It's clearly all what it was. Uh, James Bond joins us in the chat box and says, uh, Tom, what Gakpo's value? Saw him as a PSV fan on AFTV. Say they wanted. 50 million uh, in the last trans window. I think they would be fair to ask for close to 50 million pounds for Gakpo. Then that's a fair representation of what you're getting of his age, his goal output, his nationality, you know, and that bleeds into things. You know, he's going to be playing at the World Cup. He's going to be playing for the Netherlands. It's a good nation to be able to play for and it does raise your value. So I think that, yeah, they can ask for a serious amount of money. Uh, Nav says, I was listening to the Arsenal Vision yesterday and the way that he talks about footy one sec and then straight jumps into an advert, uh, this is Elliot, about Indeed, yeah, it's great. And I need to be able to learn to do that. And clearly something is... I, the thing is, when you've got someone like Elliot in the Arsenal sphere that's so good at what he does with that, it's difficult to do your own ones without, A, not being as good, B, seeing like you're copying him, which you don't really want to do, and C just not making it awkward, you know? It's it's tough. It's a tough one. Uh, Akin says, uh, and by the way, the link for NordVPN is down in the description. Don't just laugh at it. Genuinely check it out. It's a good deal. If you're abroad, it does really, really help to, to true, tune in for certain games if you're going on holiday and stuff like that, and it's good for security too. Uh, Akin says, Tom, how soon can ESR be back in the team? I really, really rate him as a forwards, and his output is something we could really use, especially towards the later parts of the season. Uh, Smithrow is expected to be back in training in December. So hopefully by January, he could be in some of the squads. We're going to need him. I'm hopeful that he will be back and, you know, helping us out significantly. Let's scroll down to the bottom of the chat. Uh, Mohammed says, hi, Tom. Uh, we should capitalize on good players whose contracts end soon in 2023 or 2024, like a Trossard or an Ismail Assar, uh, possibly a Yusuf Makoko, a Zaha. Uh, I think that it's certainly a market that Arsenal will be aware of. They certainly will be looking at players whose contracts are running out. They were trying to do that with Douglas Luiz in the summer. It didn't work out. Aston Villa were, in my opinion, pretty mad, um, to be honest, in terms of keeping hold of him when you were offered £25 million when he only had a year left. I know he's now re-signed his contract, but... Yeah, I still think that's crazy. Ben says, I have NordVPN. It's great. There you go. An endorsement. Uh, <laughs> Matty Gunner says, Tom, what do you make of Sambi's comments about not being selective for Belgium? Do you think Mikel will be inclined to give him more minutes in the wake of PSV and Southampton's games? Uh, I We talked a little bit about this yesterday when we covered the story. I think that it was a bit of a risky and probably immature statement what he made, and he may end up regretting that probably will end up regretting those words. Uh, I don't think that Mikel won't necessarily be inclined to give him more minutes. He won't be influenced by what he said. Uh, I think that he will know that if, if Lokonga's not happy, he'll go. Uh, and he's not been good enough to start for us so far. So I don't think it influences Arteta's decision-making at all at this stage. Uh, Edwin says, Morning Tom, strong rumours of All or Nothing Season 2. Are there strong rumours? I saw Troops post a picture of this and with the caption of Don't Shoot the Messenger. I've personally heard nothing. I will ask when I'm at the game on Thursday. I'll just, when I say ask, you know, be cheeky um, and, and look for any additional cameras that happen to be around. But 
I have heard nothing about season two. Nothing at all. So that doesn't mean it's not true and they might have made it a bit of a surprise. But I think that it's probably a fake joke going around. That's my instinct. But yeah, I don't think uh, All or Nothing season two is happening. I might be wrong. I I just personally have heard nothing to suggest that it is. And being, you know, at Colney at times and at uh, in the press lounge, I thought you might I might get some kind of hint that it would be going on, but I've so far heard and seen nothing on that. Um who knows? Maybe they're keeping it very, very secret indeed. <laughs> They'd have to keep it very, very secret to have kept it quiet for this long, but uh who knows? Uh I can I might be able to text someone about it, actually. Uh, Dan says, Tom, do you think Arteta is focusing on Erdegaard's shooting ability and the mindset in front of goal or more of the mindset of focusing on his natural strengths? No hate. Love the man. I think Erdegaard needs to improve on his shooting ability. Uh, and I think that he will certainly be being coached to try and do that. And he'll be training to try and improve that. Trust me, he's one of the best trainers that we have at the club. He's the first one to arrive most times and one of the last to leave. He is very, very committed to what he does. Uh, and I have very, very, I very, very, uh, what's the word? Uh, I, I'm not concerned. You know, I'm just not concerned. I'm I'm very, very pleased with what he's done. I'm very confident that he is going to improve that area of his game and that he can improve that area of his game as well. Um, Jamie says, hey, Tom, just a suggestion. When you do the preview shows, please, can you read out everyone's team as I usually watch on Spotify? Uh, so I don't know what everyone's picks are. Jamie, take a note. I will certainly try to remember to do that on the next one for you. When I say to the guys, read through your teams, I usually think they're going to do it. But if they don't, that's my fault. I should tell them. So yeah, uh, I'll definitely make sure that I uh, do that. Uh, Manu says, for what it's worth, and I'm not even a Martinez fan, uh, but Sambi doesn't make the cut for Belgium. Amadou Anana isn't even getting in enough minutes. Really, really good player, by the way. And there you go. Manu was our Belgian correspondent. If he says Lekonga doesn't get into the team right now, he doesn't get into the team right now. So there you go. Uh, Kamdeen says, uh, which eight would you rather us get than Enzo uh, or Enzo Lafitte? <laughs> I'm assuming that's a mistake. Isn't it, isn't it Enzo Fernandez uh, and Locatelli? I'm assuming that's an autocorrect error. Uh, and who would you be looking for as an ideal six? Also, how much would you pay for Rafa Leal? Just the three questions then, Comadine. Um, in terms of a, no, in terms of an eight, uh, Enzo is a very good option, very good player. I still like Milinkovic-Savic a lot and I would love to see him at Arsenal. Uh, Locatelli is also a potentially good option, but Italian leaving Italy is never an easy job to do. Uh, Rafa Leal, I just end up, I think we'll end up at Chelsea. That's just where I think he'll end up going. So there you go. Uh, Comden says, no, genuinely, Enzo Lafie from Lorient. Enzo Lafie. What a name. I mean, I used to love Axel Witzel, uh, Axel Witzel but uh, Enzo Lafie. Wow. Let's have a look at this guy. Uh, Lorient, 8.1 million, 22 years of age. According to Transomart, two goals, one assist, 11 games. I will add him to my lists, Comden. I will add him to my lists. But I just looked at the name Enzo Lafie and thought, that can't be a real name. Hey, that's great. I love it. That's fantastic. Anyway, uh, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into the show. As always, it's been a genuine pleasure to speak to you, as it genuinely always is. Uh, I will endeavour to bring you a show once again tomorrow morning, ahead of the game against PSV. Uh, the reaction to that show will have to wait until the morning. It won't be in the evening because, of course, I'm going to be at the game working it. So the reaction show to the PSV game will be at 8 o'clock on Friday. Uh, there is an open training session today. Uh, Bailey is going to be in attendance, so you should certainly be able to get some 
information about player fitness and stuff like that, keep your eyes peeled to football.london. You'll get all the information over there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Drop a like on the video. Check out Football Prizes. Check out NordVPN. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.